are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, John, or I almost said you're hey, your host, John Schuster. Hold on. I'm your host, Mike Luke, along <laughs> with uh, traveling co-host, occasionally, John Schuster. And this is the Locked On Wildcast that's called, podcast. That's called mixing it up. <laughs> is that what we're going with? Just making with? sure you're listening right here. Okay, so we're talking conference expansion right here. <laughs> yes, make sure you're listening. Okay. We're not even listening. Anyway, con- conference expansion. Here's my... All because right. that has been the topic for the I've last made... week, because Texas and Oklahoma are SEC bound, mm-hmm. and a lot of these conferences are concerned about what do we do now. Pac-12 is in that conversation. Now, there's some people that don't agree with this, but I do agree with this. Next week, we're going to get Anthony Gimino on, and uh, Anthony's generally, I would say, in Tucson, the most connected college football guy going again some people don't agree with that i do agree i have a with question that. Uh, and it's not whether i think anthony is the most uh, mr Jamino is the most connected football person in tucson i agree with that is anthony aware that he's that you're going to ask him as a guest host or are you just throwing that out there right now because you know he's one of the millions who listens to the locked on wildcat podcast here's i'm gonna give you and again, some people might not agree with this, uh-huh. but I am going to give you the epitome of why Anthony is a professional that I am not. You still haven't answered my question. But I am. Oh, this, oh, this is a roundabout way to questions. get there. All right, yes. I look forward to it. So I called up Anthony. This is back in about 2015, and I gave my theory about how Lane Kiffin threw the national championship game when he, or no, no, excuse me, the final four game when he was the uh, offensive coordinator for the Alabama, or Alabama Crimson Tide, and he was fired the game after that. I had some theories about it. I call up Anthony, the utmost professional. Anthony says, I'm not going to entertain any of these theories, and he hung up. <laughs> this is a guy... And, and Schuster's laughing. Smartest response to a phone call ever. And Schuster's, okay. Schuster's laughing because he's not surprised at all that Anthony actually did that. That's what we're talking about right oh now. With, that's what we're talking about with Anthony. So, But I, I do believe that I will get Anthony on next week because mm. yeah. I, I believe we, we, You're we're, very optimistic about this, but he deserves to be here. He deserves to be on this. Yes, exactly. So If he, if he so chooses. If he so chooses. But I believe that I can... Yeah. I know where Anthony You can lives. coerce him. Yeah, I can go bang on Anthony's door <laughs> and he's going to show up. So our entire thing, though, this this is where do you see, if you're the Pac-12, and the the SEC has made some power moves. Right. No doubt about it. No Oklahoma question. and Texas are power moves. Absolutely. What are the schools that you go after? Now, I've been very uh, upfront about the mm-hmm. two schools that I would go after. Which I think is an excellent thought. I, I think your strategy is excellent. I believe, though, that you do need to add four teams to be for honest those with you. who are who may have missed Baylor, Texas, or Baylor, Baylor uh, Kansas, Kansas because me. the idea is to be a men's basketball juggernaut. Correct. You can't com- you can't compete straight up team to team to team to team in football, but you can be really good in men's basketball, and that's important too. Correct. Kansas and Baylor are the best examples so of that. Absolutely, I think those are great picks. To quote Bill O'Reilly, "I've been bloviating enough." Mm-hmm. John Schuster, make your case. We got to expand. To, we got to expand. To so 16. we need to come up with two more. I'm so you great, agree with Baylor and Kansas. completely? Okay, completely. 
The other two that I would look at, eh, boy, and I and I waffle on one of them, San Diego State. I think they're, they're interesting story about San Diego State. Let's start with San Diego State. Obviously, ge- obvious geographic connection, okay? Mm-hmm. Make the case, though. In the 90s, the, and you can talk to Anthony about this, mm-hmm. the mythology among Pac-12, maybe at the time Pac-10, football coaches, mostly football coaches, was a concern that if San Diego State came into the conference, into the Pac-12, they would, within three years, be a dominant football program Uh because everybody wants to play in San Diego, and the only reason they don't play in San Diego is because San Diego State is not in a major conference like the Pac-12 or the Pac-10 at the time. The urban myth is, not the urban mire, but the urban myth is, that by the way, I'm texting Anthony as we speak. Oh, so go ahead. that's good. I, I I look forward to his response. Um, the urban myth is that those schools wanted nothing to do with San Diego State because they were afraid of San Diego State. I agree with that. Here's a here, here, now recently they've been pretty solid in basketball and football. Oh well, let's we'll, we'll, let's. Let's dive into that a little bit. Okay. They've been beyond solid in basketball. That's They're right. They're a top 15 to 20 program in the nation in basketball, Really good period. position to be in. Period. Yeah, they, they've They're held their They're a top own. five seed every single season. Steve almost. Fisher set the foundation there and had a succession plan, and they've done a really good job. Correct. Football-wise, with Rocky Long, who in essence was the dictomy of San Diego State By football. By the way, I've got, I've got San Diego State football uh, win-losses for you for okay. the last uh, five years. I'm go curious. I bet go. they're pretty good. Yeah, I, bet go, they, I, I, I bet they're a nine-win football program. And no, they average 10.5 10. over the last five, five years. Over the last five years. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. That is legitimate enough to be included in a conference that has a geographic advantage. The other benefit, I think, that works for San Diego State now is that you're in a city that has lost its professional football team. Mm. The only sport there... In a city of city and area of what four million people mm-hmm. is the Padres, mm-hmm. and and San San Diego the city is all on board with the Padres because their new ownership, their relatively new ownership, which by the way my understanding is that you have reasonable familiarity with, mm-hmm. it doesn't do. doesn't mind spending money, mm-hmm. and that may be a conversation for another day. They've brought in Tatis. They've brought in Machado. There, they brought in good pitchers. They do not mind spending money because I think they see the potential of of the San of an of a relatively vacant San Diego market mm-hmm. uh, that has been vacated by the Chargers going to Los Angeles. So it makes sense that from a football and a college and, and a college basketball standpoint, when the Padres aren't playing, who's going to fill the San Diego void from a sports standpoint? Mm-hmm. Maybe your college is, mm-hmm. and the Aztecs, and San Diego, as you said, is a major media market. That's a pretty solid media market, exactly. So San Diego, San Diego State, to me, makes a lot of sense as a team that could be that that could enhance the conference long term depending on what the conference dynamic is i honestly don't know what the conference dynamic is but let's say that you know for sake of conversation in this podcast you're looking at 16 teams san diego state i would suggest needs to be at the top of that list for a variety of suggest? reasons that we've i would suggest that uh, that that probably needs to be outlined then it gets a little tricky because you and I agree, and I think your point, and and we should 
harp on this as often as we can. Your strategic approach to men's basketball and making the Pac-12 a juggernaut men's basketball conference with Kansas and Baylor, I think, is excellent. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Kansas— John Schuster doesn't give me compliments if he doesn't believe it. That's right. Kansas, Baylor, I would argue San Diego State. Then it gets— then it gets iffy. Do I want to go after Oklahoma State or do I want to go after TCU? Mm-hmm. Both of them have a lot of alumni money. And while that sounds like it shouldn't be the focus, the reality is that money is a good thing and people that are going to throw money at things are going to make your programs good. I'm going to go with Oklahoma State just slightly over TCU if you went with TCU, and TCU becomes interesting too, because we talked about this on the last podcast, the people who you are talking to who don't like Baylor, I can't imagine, are going to like TCU either. But as a side... Again, they're not Liberty. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Oklahoma State has been No matter been how much what, John Schuster might like Liberty. I uh, love me some Liberty. Um, fall well to... The, never mind. No. no. Uh, uh, but Sandy... But... Oklahoma State has been what a nine or ten win, eleven win football program for what most fifteen of the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. That's that's legit. That's for, okay, if you're Oklahoma we're talking State, San Diego State. We're talking Oklahoma State. Oh, Oklahoma State for sure. If you're Oklahoma State right now and you've got and you got T Bone Pickens, even though he's dead. T Bone Pick T Boone Pickens money. You said T-bone I did. I did. I did. T Boone Pickens money. Okay, you got a lot of money at Oklahoma State. People pumping money into there. You've won 11 games consistently being the number three dog in what the Big 12 mm-hmm. because you're often just a little you're bit short of You're a top 25 Oklahoma. program in football and basketball, period. Let's talk about football first. The Pac-12 comes to you and says, hey, do you want to join our conference? And you're thinking, well, USC often can't get out of its own way. Oregon's good, but we're better. Right. If we join the Pac-12 and and we're Oklahoma State, we might win this conference every year. Why wouldn't we join this conference? Because if we win this conference every year, we're in in the playoffs. So why wouldn't we join the Mm Pac-12 as opposed to Big Ten, who's got Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, uh, I should have started with Ohio State. I buried the lead there. By the Ohio way, State is what? A top off, top, top. off topic, if I'm any conference mm-hmm. in the nation, Ohio State is my first, second, third, ninth, eighth, 27th choice to join my conference. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. But, 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 but if I'm Oklahoma State, do I want to deal with the roadblock that is Ohio State to try to get an automatic bid into the playoffs, or no. do I want to deal with the roadblock that might be USC? Because you can't compete with Ohio State right, right. now. Right. Right. Ohio State outside of Alabama is... So if I'm Oklahoma State, I'm looking at the Pac-12 and thinking, if they come to me with an offer, I'm seriously listening, and that makes a lot of sense. And backdoor is always, like, the most demeaning way of, like, explaining something. Mm -hmm. But I can... I can finagle my way into a conference championship right now in the Pac-12. Right. Now, again, if you hire at USC, if they hire a real coach... It's going to be a lot harder. But right now, if I'm Oklahoma State, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I don't know if Mario Cristobal is a good coach. I know he can recruit really well, but I don't think he's that great of a coach. The Pac-12 North doesn't worry me in the least. Pac-12 South, which I'm going to have to compete with. We assume. Assume. Is an issue because of USC, but right now, I don't think anybody thinks that Clay Helton's a good coach. So 
I mean, Clay Helton's going to backdoor his way into 9-4 every season, but nobody's worried in a real big game about Clay Helton. ASU, they've recruited really well, but who they haven't done anything to this point. Right. You look at the rest of the conference, and it's kind of a bunch of you come in, rants. You come, if you're Oklahoma State, you come into this conference, you may be the favorite to win the conference. Mm-hmm. That's a nice position to be in. If you go into the Big 12 and you're uh, Big 10 and you're Oklahoma State, you're not the favorite to win the conference. Ohio State is. Ohio State is, and then you still got to deal with Michigan, Wisconsin. Right. You know. So Oklahoma State is very attractive. They've got a lot of money. They've got a track record that has been good in football, and they've been solid in basketball, including in, I don't know, maybe by the time this podcast runs, who is it, Cade Cunningham's going to be the number one mm-hmm. pick in the draft? Mm-hmm. He just went to your school. So you've got a lot to offer. And so I can see them being the fourth team that I'd include in that mix. All right, I'll tell you what. We've gone kind of long on oh, yeah. this segment, so let's take a quick break. But here's the thing, though. We're always looking to help out the public. That's exactly what we're always looking to do. When you think of San Diego, you think of strength. You think of a good environment. You think of people that want to move out there. And you know what? There's probably a lot of people out there consuming built Bars. Mm-hmm. This isn't a joke. People think it's a joke at this point about Bilt Bar. It's a legitimate way of life. Let me tell you what, if, if you don't mind. Oh, I don't mind. Okay. San Diego State has a bunch of GNCs. GNCs, by the way, is the easiest way to buy. That's where you find a guy like okay. Chad. Right. You, you, you find a guy like Chad. Chad. Let's just use Chad. Chad. Chad is your fitness coach. Chad is everybody's fitness coach in San Diego. Chad takes the guy okay. who's never lived uh-huh. in weight in his life and turns him into a, str- a strong beast. Person. You get gains. You get gains with Chad. Okay? You get gains. But how do you get gains? Sure. You lift weights. You do some cardio. But, it, you, but it's not you just jump that. jump on some boxes. But what Chad tells you to do is, dude, go to GNC, load up on Built Bar, come back here, and we're going to get more gains because of that. Built Bar, San Diego. If the Pac-12 was listening, the Pac-12 would under and they do listen, by the way, to this podcast. The Pac-12 would understand that Built Bar should be the official protein bar of the Conference of Champions. Yeah, I, honestly, Bill Walton, I would assume, mm. if he got one of those, if he got one of those chocolate and vanilla Built Bars, yeah, uh-huh. I don't know what Bill. Walton. He's not a flabby, you know, he's bike not, riding, he, he, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No matter what he tries to say, oh, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's much more physically fit than people think. Uh-huh. But that's the best case that we can give you for Built Bar. And you know it's what? It's a hell of a case. If you're not in on Built Bar, then you know what? Joke's on you, not on me. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. So I've made the case for Kansas and Baylor. Mm-hmm. You like Oklahoma State. Correct. I agree with you on that. Okay. We like San Diego State. Now. Okay. Let's talk a little bit more about San Diego State because I believe that that's the one that some people might need a little bit of nudging in the right direction. We'll make we'll I, we'll nudge you in the right direction. Okay. Or, or do you agree with those four? or Do you see something? No, a those bit are different? my four. Those are my okay. four. Okay. And okay. I would love to say that you're okay. full of crap, but but I, uh, you know now I think there are candidates out there. Let's be fair. I think they're in a sixteen. TCU maybe that's the direction to go. TCU in an expansion scenario is absolutely fine. Dallas TV market, alumni that throws a lot of money no at problem. everything, a football program that has done really well over the course of 
Most of the last 20 years, the last five, they've been about 500. Mm-hmm. But they have proven that they can win, just like Baylor. Baylor, you know, on, on the gridiron, they've proven that they can win. And they're a school that can throw a lot of money out there. So I get TCU. TCU mm-hmm. is kind of if there's I have no if, problem. If, if you wanted to replace Oklahoma State with TCU, TCU no if issues. If Oklahoma is four A, TCU is four B, you could argue both of those. I would have no issues whatsoever. Right. Then you get into. But I am other... incredibly intrigued by San Diego State. Yeah. Because I, I think San Diego State is what Lute Olson thought when he moved from Iowa out to Arizona. I think it's a sleeping giant. Right. Now in basketball, it's already proven to be the case. This is a team that, you know what, if San Diego State made a Final Four in the next five years, nobody's rolling their eyes saying, how the heck did that happen? It's not a George Mason type thing. And no offense to George Mason. With uh, To quote Kevin, with all due respect. <laughs> um, football with San Diego State, though, I think is fascinating because this is a team that kind of flirts with the top 25. Right. Always kind of finishes maybe 24 to 28. Maybe not quite there, Mm -hmm. but in the discussion. If you're in the Pac-12, you might not win 11 games each year, but I think you get a higher caliber of player, obviously. And and if you're a coach, you're going to be a very attractive option. You're an attractive option. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you look at it this way. If you go with what John Schuster and Mike Luke say, and you add Kansas, Baylor, San Diego State— and Oklahoma State or and or TCU, you know. you're a problem. You're, you have you're, to be. You have this to be conference, taken, yes, you, you do. Taken, you, know, you have this to be conference taken improves. Seriously. I think you can favorably argue this conference improves. And you know now. Go ahead. Okay, now now because I know we're running short here, mm-hmm. um, but there are obviously some dark horses out there as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe we should quickly touch on some potential dark horses because I understand what you're thinking. Pac-12 to Pac-16, it's a it, it's a round number. Mm-hmm. Okay, and maybe all of those have reasons that they don't necessarily want to come in. The, the 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 other ones that I would consider or I would look at are Texas Tech because Make the case. Texas Tech throws a bleep load of money among their alumni at their sports. Mm-hmm. They have if you look at the list of coaches who have coached at Texas Tech trying to make Texas Tech legitimate, that list is pretty good. Uh, so I would consider them in the second tier of this conversation and I, obviously I would look at BYU. I don't know if BYU is interested, mm-hmm. but BYU is ha, has proven that it the pro- they belong that they they absolutely belong as somebody worthy of consideration. I think once you get past, let's say, I'd put BYU ahead of Texas Tech, but I think Texas I agree, Tech is worthy of that. consideration. Mm-hmm. Then you get to the next tier. Do you consider UNLV terrible? UNLV, you know what? You know what's weird? UNLV is such a niche entity. In that, I, you and I have talked about basketball for a million years. I believe that it's a sleeping giant. Football has just been so bad so for bad. so long. And it, you know what's weird too with UNLV football? It's not that it's been so bad. It's that it's been. It's not even respectable. Right. Right. At Arizona, you can argue, well, Arizona can be competitive. They've shown that they can win eight games every now and again. You have zero history with UNLV. UNLV, which UNLV is always the one that, like, if you're taking a flyer on, there is that upside, but you also kind of wonder what's gone on there the last, like, 40. But no, I'm, as a a tertiary option, totally cool with that. The other tertiary option, Boise State. 
really good in football, solid in basketball. They're a 20 win team on both programs. You can make, listen, when Boise State makes the NCAA tournament, nobody says, how the hell did Boise mm-hmm. State make the right. NCAA tournament? The other one, I guess, from a geographic standpoint, Gonzaga, excellent in basketball, no football program to speak of whatsoever. And that, and I think that's the issue. I think it's very difficult to bring a team in that doesn't have a football program, per se. Um, but here's the thing. When it comes to Locked On Wildcats, we're trying to escort you out of the wilderness. We're trying to alleviate some of the outside factors and you know what one of the things that you can do with that is you can go to betonline.ag because betonline.ag has i would say the best sports props that you can get now when conference expansion hits if you've been listening to locked on wildcats and you're thinking to yourself man what teams could possibly i bet on that would join the pac-12 you're going to think of mike luke and john schuster you're going to think of those two people and you're going to say you know what I don't know that these guys know what they're talking about, but I also... <laughs> That's why we have a podcast. But I also don't know that they don't know what they're talking Ooh. about. You know what? And if I got something that's pre- maybe a, a plus 320 odds, say San Diego State, I'm probably going to go with that. Because you know what? I heard two guys that didn't sound totally... Buffoonish? Mor- moronic. <laughs> talking about this and thinking to themselves, that makes you know sense. what? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to go with that. So for John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. Thanks for listening to Locked on Wildcats.